This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Booker for three. Devin Booker from way downtown. It's a 13-point lead. Booker's got 31. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Game one of the NBA Finals, Phoenix and the over. Game two, same story, Phoenix and the over. Welcome to BetQL Daily here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon on the BetQL Network. Let's uh, continue to talk about the NBA, but also sprinkle in some Major League Baseball and some Wimbledon with uh, Kenny Ducey from the Action Network, NBC Sports Edge on Twitter by his name, at Kenny Ducey. Kenny, uh, down 0-2, Bucks going home. They're the favorite, and uh, some spots have it at four. Is this thing over? You know, thanks for having me on, Joe. It it really does. It really does feel like it's over. Um, And and this is a different feel than I've had in other Bucs series. This is a different feel than I've had in, you know, frankly, other series in the Western Conference. I was a big advocate of the Clippers, you know, making it back in some of those series. But when you look at what's going right for the Bucs, it's almost everything. Um, there are some clear weaknesses here. The fact that, you know, the Bucks, as impossibly as it sounds, besides Giannis, have really not been able to shoot many free throws at all. They had just four non-Giannis free throws in game one. In game two, it was even more grim. It was the just five, two from Jeff Teague at the end of the game uh, when it was meaningless, and three from Drew Holiday. This team's not getting to the line. They're not getting those high-percentage looks. They're missing a lot of layups. And in game one, we saw them shoot 50% in the second half and get outscored by six. We saw them shoot over 44% for the game and get blown out. It just doesn't feel like the Bucks can really do anything more. The sad part is that I think they've played pretty good defense, but again, their offense is just struggling. And their offense is really just, they can't figure out what to do, how to score the basketball. And going home, they're going to shoot better. But we saw in game one, they can shoot great. And it really does not matter. They just are getting out class down low. And I'm just not sure Mike Budenholzer has another button he can push. Yeah, and part of it, Kenny, is they're getting torched in the backcourt. The Suns' backcourt is putting up a crazy amount of points. And last night, at least, the backcourt for Milwaukee didn't do anything. I mean, less than 30 points combined. Do you think we get more out of those guys moving forward? It's always interesting to look at the Chris Middleton props over-unders for his points because he has these terrible games. And then he'll have these great games. Do you expect more out of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton moving forward, or, or are you worried about them in this series now? Yeah, I was big on the under for Chris Wilson last night. Uh, I just I knew that that bad game was coming. I mean, you know, when you look at the, the splits on the road versus at home, he shot over or just about 10% better from three at home all, all season long. Um, the postseason has been a similar story. Uh, it's been a similar story for the Bucks. They've shot 3% better 
uh, from three at home this year, this postseason. So I think that Middleton probably has a good game here in Milwaukee. I don't know about two good games. He's been just wildly inconsistent. He's even, you know, failed to show up in Milwaukee. But sure, uh, I think that he could hit probably five threes. The problem for the Bucks is that, you know, he, he's taken 16 shots. He's taking six threes. And when they're not falling, it, it is pretty grim. So I think that he'll probably turn things around. I'm also pretty bearish or, or bullish, rather, on Drew Holiday. Um, you know, look at the numbers for him. I mean, he's continued to fill it up. In the assist column, he's managed to grab some rebounds to help out the Bucks. you know, that have been undersized and playing that small ball lineup for a lot. And I do think that he'll continue to score. I mean, he's missing layups right now. You know, everyone's making the comparisons to Eric Bledsoe with the, low, with the high percentage looks that he's missing. I do think that he'll start to hit those. I mean, he, he's, he's proven capable all postseason long. Um, he's played well at home. So I think that the, the Bucks can pull enough out of their backcourt to maybe be competitive here. But what, what, what happens really is what do you do after that? I mean, you know, they're playing small ball, and P.J. Tucker's really giving them nothing, and we can get into that later. But, uh, you know, they really just uh, – it seems like they're missing Dante DiVincenzo, which I didn't think I'd really say a month ago, but it, it really is the case. With Kenny Ducey, the Action Network, NBC Sports Edge, this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Uh, Kenny, the Suns minus 500 at most spots to win the title. But Chris Paul is minus 130 to be the finals MVP. Why is Chris Paul, Paul still minus 130? I think that there's there's people that are speculating, right, or at least just thinking that perhaps perhaps we get, you know, uh, DeAndre Ayton MVP, perhaps Devin Booker puts together another good performance. I mean, the Ayton odds have gone down uh, some places. I saw plus 1,000 after game one. He's now plus 1,500, actually. Was saying after game one, I'm still kind of intrigued by DeAndre Ayton MVP odds. I think he's been arguably the most important player on the floor for them. But yeah, when you look at when you look at Devin Booker, I mean he he's really the main reason why Chris Paul hasn't gone down because Devin Booker showed up in a huge way in game two, which I think a lot of people the odds would indicate anyway after game one. People thought that he might, and we know that this guy is capable of going off at any time. We know that this guy is capable of stringing together 30, 40 point games. Um, the, the thing is, we just hadn't really seen it since he got hit with that nose injury. And, you know, perhaps uh, perhaps he has a few more of these games. I mean, look, Devin Booker was the MVP of game two. There's no doubt about it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe maybe Mikhail Bridges, but, you know, he wasn't really as flashy a uh, presence. And I think that, look, if you were to go out in game three, score another 35 points, you know, Suns win by three, maybe he hits like a big shot late. Yeah, I think that all of a sudden he might be in the driver's seat for MVP as great as Chris Paul's been. Kenny, when you look forward in this series, 2-0 Phoenix right now, they're heading back to Milwaukee. Um, what, what's your read on how this one ends? Because you get plus 190 if you pick Suns in five right now. You can get plus 440 if you think this goes six and Phoenix closes it out in six games the way they did to the Clippers there. What's your read on how long this series goes now with the Suns obviously in a big advantage? My lean is Suns and five, and I think that that's why that's sort of where the odds point. But I am intrigued by Suns and six. Look, I think the Bucks definitely get one at home. I think that 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 is a that is a certainty. I think that when you look at the way that the Suns played in all the rest of their series, uh, or I mean, I, I guess the, the Nuggets series notwithstanding, I mean there were bad games in there. You know, the, the the Clippers series, I think that they got lucky in Game Two to win it. They kind of took their foot off the gas and they played two really terrible games. 
um, you know, managing to win a, a crucial game four in Los Angeles, but two horrible games from the Suns. So they've shown in previous series in this postseason that they are susceptible to kind of hitting cruise control and, um, and and perhaps losing their way. So I do think that they lose one in Milwaukee. The question just becomes then, well, can they lose two in Milwaukee? Can Milwaukee fry two? Can they shoot well for two games? I, I just think that there's too many factors here for the Suns. You know, they, they play so well in the front court. And the way that I think – the reason that I, I really am, am pretty bearish on the, the Bucks is the fact that Brooke Lopez is not playing. I mean, P.J. Tucker's played seven more minutes than Brooke Lopez last game. P, you know, P.J. Tucker, again, is not giving them anything. I think that they are uh, – they were getting killed on the glass late in that game, and I think that they need to be playing with their size. And if they're not, we saw what happened to the Clippers. DeAndre Ayton's just going to dominate – and the Bucks are missing high percentage looks. They're, they're, you know, DeAndre Ayton is protecting the rim very well. And to me, I just don't see a way in for the Bucks to win two games. So I would definitely say Suns in five here. Uh, with Kenny Dusa, the, the Juicy, the Action Network and NBC Sports Edge transitioning over to baseball, Kenny. Uh, we have the field set for the home run derby coming up on Monday. And we have the odds. Otani, the favorite as expected. But he's not a runaway favorite. Over at points bet, it's Otani plus 300, Gallo plus 350, Pete Alonso, the defending champ, even though it was a couple years ago, at plus 450, the long shots, Mancini and Perez. Do you have a home run derby pick? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Well, you know, it's funny. We look at baseball savants a lot. It's a very good tool. But one of the things that they have, uh, the StatCast data, the TrackMan data would tell us, is that Salvador Perez has the second most expected home runs in baseball. Half of his home runs have been no-doubters uh, as they classify them. And, you know, really he's been pretty unlucky with the parks that he's played at. And if I'm looking at odds here and I'm just looking just, uh, you know, there's so much that goes into bets and you don't want to just take a, you know, take a look at just one metric, right? But if, if we look at the expected home runs, I, I think that Salvador Perez has a fighting shot here, especially when you consider uh, he sort of has, you know, an effortless swing. I think that also when you look at events like this, you know, because they're, it, it's really all for entertainment. Like I, I like to say it with the skills contest in basketball, like who's going to, 
uh, try the hardest, you know. I think that this would mean a lot to Salvador Perez. I think that, you know, a, a lot of these other players probably don't have as much to, to gain to win, by winning this, but I do think Salvador Perez is a guy that can certainly try incredibly hard, and he's the biggest long shot. So to me, I think it's worth sprinkling a little lunch money on there. But, you know, if, if I had to probably pick another one, I mean, maybe Trevor Story at home. I, I know that the, you know, the, the numbers on the hard hit balls are not necessarily as big as some of the other guys, but he does have that effortless swing. He has played in that park before. Um, it, it really, to this year, it sort of might be a toss-up just because of the altitude. I think that everyone here is going to be capable of, of popping some out, and I think the bottom line just comes down to who do you think might be able to conserve their energy the best throughout the contest, who has the you know the, the the most effortless swing. I think that story here probably capable of it, but Salvador Perez at plus a thousand. That's one I've been looking at for a while because of the expected home runs and a, a guy that has been really consistent throughout his career. So I think it's worth a shot. Kenny, about halfway through the season, we got some great award races shaping up here. And the AL, it seems like Shohei Otani has pulled ahead. He's just he's the best player, and he's probably going to win the AL MVP. NL is is up in the air. I mean, Degrom is having an otherworldly season, but he's a pitcher. Uh, Tatis Jr. is incredible. And then you have Acuna. There are three guys right now you can find a plus money. NL MVP, what you read, do you think it's a pitcher or do you think uh, we're looking at Tatis? You know, it's it's difficult to read because, as you mentioned, it, it would be would have to take an extraordinary performance for a pitcher to be named MVP. But if you look at where the Mets are in the NL East right now, and you look at the fact that they're four games ahead of the Phillies and they've played so terribly, but they're they're just clinging to life, uh, I think that, that the, the odds are right here. I think that Jacob deGrom should be the favorite for National League MVP. When you think about, you know, just the fact that he, is, he has simply been the best player in the league, and, and not to mention the Padres are down there in third place in the NL West, as sad as it is, right, because we look at everything now through such a different lens in today's world where a guy like Shohei Otani playing for a team that is so terrible, uh, you know, almost last place in the NL West, thank goodness the Rangers are there. Uh, you know, we, we talk about him every day, and we show his highlights every day, and it's because, you know, th- th- we're living in a world now where it doesn't matter if your team's good. But in the award race, the, the writers still wait how good your team is. And, you know, the Mets are in first place in the NL East. I think that they can get a lot better. I think that the ceiling is still very high for them. If they wanted to start, you know, any day, Francisco Lindor, you could start hitting, or, you know, Michael Conforto. And I think that if the Mets somehow vaulted further into the lead in the NL East, which is very possible, uh, yeah, I think that Jacob DeGrom would be in a really good position just because now you knock out Acuna as a, as a guy that doesn't win his division, Tatis, and this guy could maybe go to the wild card game. But to me, I, I just think that, you know, of, the, of all the options up here in the favorites, I think that, you know, there's the most surefire way to get a piece of a guy who's going to be in the postseason maybe winning his division, I think, might be Jacob DeGrom. I know the Mets haven't been good, but I think that they have a long way to go. They could certainly be better. Kenny, any uh, particular teams or totals, props, anything you'd like today in Major League Baseball? You know, I uh, I haven't taken that much of a look yet, but I did see the Yankees are playing the Astros. And Jake Odorizzi is a short favorite once again at home. And I, I, it's been a theme for me. I've taken Jake Odorizzi at home the last couple of starts. And to me, you know, the Yankees are just completely lost at the plate right now. You saw yesterday's game. They had one hit against the, uh, <laughs> the, the Mariners. It has not happened ever. That's the fewest that they've ever had against the Mariners. And when you take a look at Nestor Cortez, he's a lefty. He's probably only going to pitch three innings. But, you know, the Astros, obviously the number one team 
against uh, against left-handed pitching. So I'm definitely going to take a look at the first five innings on the Houston Astros as short favorites. I know it's a bit of a trap, but I, I really kind of am believing in what Jake Odorizzi is doing lately. He hasn't been that bad, and you really don't have to be that good these days to shut down this Yankees lineup, which is, uh, which is really stumbling at the moment. So I, I actually really like the Astros tonight. Kenny, last one, just about a minute to go. You wrote up your Wimbledon pick. Tell us who it is and why. Well, there's one match going on right now, and Matteo Berrettini is out in front pretty considerably against Hubert Hurkacz. I, I like Denis Shapovalov today. Uh, it, it's going to take place after this Berrettini match. Over 33-and-a-half games, you get 32-and-a-half some places. Great rivalry between these two. Djokovic 6-0, and but all these matches have been very tight. Shapovalov has even taken a set off him in Australia at the Australian Open, and he broke him back, serving for the match at the ATP Cup. He's been very competitive, and I think he'll be competitive once again today. Don't think he can necessarily win, but he takes the set, so maybe the set spread definitely the over for me on Denis Shapovalov and Novak Djokovic. Keddy Ducey, make sure you follow him on Twitter by his name. Find his work, the Action Network, NBC Sports Edge. Kenny, enjoyed the visit. Hope we can do it again sometime soon, all right? Yeah, this was great. Thanks for having me. Kenny Ducey, some good stuff. Talk a little bit about everything. That, that was uh, that was terrific. He leans uh, that the series is over. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. heading home down 0-2. And how about that Salvador Perez pick? I know we're going to talk some home run. It's derby. my guy. That's my you, guy. You've been all over it. How about his career, by the way? He went from just like the defensive leader, like he didn't hit, yeah. and now most expected home runs in baseball, according to the Kenny's uh, baseball savant research. That's something. Yeah, let's take a deep dive into the home run derby coming up next. Hey, I, I told you, all your Phillies offense had to do is come to Chicago, go to Clark and Addison, face this Cubs pitching. Hey, That's all you up. had to do. There you go. That's Joe G. I'm Joe O. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.